0: Why have I just emerged from a pile of stuffed toys? All will become clear in a moment when we meet the guy who invented the idea of weighted blankets. I'm Oli Guyu, welcome to Hack It! Health & Fitness, where I meet the people behind some of the most interesting health innovations, technology and fitness hacks on the market. Weighted blankets have become super popular in the last few years, helping people ease anxiety, pain, get better sleep, and even relieve symptoms of depression. And while we will be getting into the health benefits a little later, I first want to talk to you about their origin story. Keith Sivalich is the founder of Magic Weighted Blanket and the guy who came up with the idea in the first place. And I'm very pleased to say he's my guest today. Keith, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me Ali. Well, I really was fascinated by the origin story of the weighted blankets and uh, I wanted to know exactly where the idea came from. So, when I started doing research online, your name popped up and when I found out like how it all came about, I mean, this sort of really serendipitous moment where, well, I'll let you tell the story, but I just found it absolutely fascinating. So before we launch into the benefits of weighted blankets, could you just tell me a little bit about how it all began for you?
1: It all began with this little guy right here. This is this is Pugsley, the beanie baby. And it was back in 1997, my, uh, we were on a family vacation and we were driving and my daughter wanted pugsley to keep me company while i drove so she put and she was she was 10 at the time loved beanie babies had tons collected them and pugsley was her favorite and she put it on my shoulder while i drove and i was driving and i noticed how the weight of this little stuffed animal was kind of hugging my shoulder and so i the first thing that came to my mind was Imagine having a blanket filled with these little plastic beads and the whole blanket was on top of your body. Instead of just hugging your shoulder like it was, it would hug my entire body. And I thought getting a hug from a blanket just sounds absolutely wonderful and I wanted one. And the first thought that came to my mind was it would be the blanket that hugs you back. And to this day, That is our official copyright slogan. It is the blanket that hugs you back. And that's how we kind of came up with the idea and kind of inspired, you know, as an entrepreneur, I wasn't an entrepreneur at the time, but I knew I had to make this happen. Um, And I knew at the time that it was a good idea. You just sort of feel when an idea is a good idea. And, you know, I'm, I'm driving and I'm thinking, well, what will I call it? And I'm thinking, well, I have a beanie baby, so I'm gonna call it the original beanie blanket. So when we got back, from, we got back home after the vacation, I, st- the, I put everything into motion and started to uh, think about getting this little business started. And that was gonna mean applying for a corporation, uh, a corporation license, which meant I had to actually sell a blanket. So, and it had to be interstate. So it had to be from one state to another. So um, we sold our first blanket on December 8th, 1998 to a friend of mine in Boise, Idaho, and we are in California. And uh, that was the official record of a transaction. And from that, we were able to apply for our corporation as the original Beanie Blanket Company. And part of the process, uh, you give other companies the opportunity to contest your application. And because we were saying we were calling it the original Beanie Blanket, the Thai Corporation didn't feel too good about that because Mm. they owned the Beanie Baby brand name. And they sent us uh, a cease and desist letter to stop calling it that. So we ceased and desisted (laughs) and changed it to the original Bean Blanket Company. And to this day, 25 years later, that's what we are referred as the company.
0: I love that. Is it Pugsley um, that you've still got? You've, yeah, you've kept yeah, Pug- Pugsley. 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 All these years, um, and and I saw. I I want to know like how quick that reaction was for you when Pugsley went on your shoulder. How soon did you think this? this feeling, this feels amazing, I need to do something about it. Was it in seconds? Was it in moments? Because you mentioned you weren't an entrepreneur before. So I'm just wondering how that sort of entrepreneurial spirit just came out of you.
1: Ali. it was instantaneous. It was, it was in that moment. It was just like, it was, it was, it was immediate. I just, I just knew it. I, I, I knew it was a good idea and I knew it was going to be a huge idea. You just instinctively feel these things, and, and which, which is why I wanted to get um, the, the corporation and all the, legal, the legalese done as soon as possible, because I knew there's going to be competition um, once the idea got out there.
0: And then you got your wife to make the first ever one, uh, which is so cool. Do you still have that first one?
1: We do. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's buried away in the garage, but I see it every once in a while. Yeah, we still do. What happened was my wife's a seamstress, and we live in Los Angeles, which has really helped with the whole manufacturing of our, of our blankets. And I would go around to different manufacturing companies with just the idea. And they, couldn't, they, they understood the idea because it's fairly simple. Essentially, it's a quilt, and each little square has poly pellets in it and when i told them they had to put the poly pellets inside and then sew the squares closed they said no we're not interested because the needles are going to break and it's going to be a manufacturing nightmare so my wife offered to to make it and and th- to make the prototype cuz she is a seamstress and boy we broke so many so many needles so
0: they were right <laughs> in a way
1: they were absolutely <laughs> right yeah and uh, so she made the, few, the first few prototypes, and which we still have one of. And the interesting thing is, you know, we had to prove the concept, and we really hadn't had proof of concept yet prior to me selling the first one. So she made a few, and we took them to our neighbors, just in the neighborhood. And our, my first thought was, the blanket is going to be for kids, and so we made a very childish designed, a child friendly design and we took it to our neighbors who had young kids, and we asked them what they thought, and they picked up this heavy blanket. And it was so counterintuitive, they're like, why? Why would we put this heavy blanket on our child? And it was so discouraging. You know, I got it, it made sense to me, but it wasn't making sense to our neighbors. So I thought, well, I'm gonna have to expand this to beyond beyond the neighbors. And out where we live, we have these things called flea markets. And so I set up a little table and it looked like a science fair project at the flea market for the original bean blanket, the first bean blanket, the first weighted blanket. And I had it out on display and people would walk by and they were so confused by it and they would pick it up and they'd call their friends over and they'd like, look at this, look at this. And they'd say, why? And I said, "Well, cuz it hugs you, it's the blanket that hugs you back." And they were like intrigued, but they were like, "Oh, okay, I kinda get it." But it wasn't like it wasn't like, "Oh god, I'm onto something and this is going to be it." It wasn't that at all. Then a friend of mine is a special needs teacher. And I remember her telling me that in class sometimes the kids would get overstimulated and she would have to give them really tight hugs mm. to calm them down. And I thought, well, wait a minute. If this is the blanket that hugs you back, I'm going to give her one and have her try it with the kids. So I gave her one and she took it to her class. She came back that day and said, Keith, we need more. We need lots more. Because they had such an immediate effect on these kids with autism and sensory processing disorder. We knew at that point that this is our market. This is who we're going after. Occupational therapists that work with these kids. Around that time, um, my wife, you know, had been had made as many as our, our little machine could handle, and we knew we had to find a, 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 a manufacturer to actually make them. So I went back out into the streets, and I found a, a, a company to actually make the blankets, and they started making them back in like 1999. And they had been our partner, for ever since. they had been making them for the past 24 years. And unfortunately, he passed away in, in, in late 2022. Mm-hmm. He, he passed away and that business closed. But we have since found another manufacturer who makes absolutely wonderful blankets. But we no longer make them here on our own. We have professional manufacturing services make them. Um, and it's been, it's been a blessing of a journey ever since.
0: Yeah, because everyone sort of questioning the why, like why would you do that, and then having that sort of breakthrough moment, it all comes around the time before any of the science had been done, before anything had been researched, right? Because you've just created the thing. Um, so what you did was spare on research, I guess. Did did you conduct any of this research, or how did that? How did the science begin to unravel?
1: Well, the the science began to unravel after. We, we we started running some ads in the OT trade magazines and we started to establish some relationships with occupational therapists and we started to send them the blankets just to evaluate and try. And they and then they would use it with their, with their clients and they would get those immediate, amazing results. And and then once the occupational therapist, once the professional scientific community of occupational therapists got hold of it, word traveled very quickly. At that point, the OTs just started talking about it amongst themselves, and within that that community, word sort of just took off, and it kind of just grew from there. But it wasn't, you know, Temple Grandin is. Often she she created this thing called the hug machine. And it was it, it hugged cows, and it kind of showed the the benefits of deep pressure stimulation and the benefits of deep pressure stimulation. There was no blanket, but it was a machine that hugged. and and that concept of deep pressure stimulation started to catch on. when, when, the, when the, the OT community started to apply that, Idea of deep pressure stimulation to the weighted blanket, then the research started to happen. It was very slow at first, um, but it, it started to happen and it started to get researched specifically. And we would send some of our blankets to those companies that were actually doing the research and we would hear back from them, you know, how effective it was. But to this day, because I was just doing some research last night, to this day, There is, it's not really anecdotal evidence, but it is limited research that has been done on weighted blankets. And the thing that they take away from these studies is that even though they are small scale studies, there there is evidence, it's proven evidence that the blanket's ability to hug the body and offer that compression is a form of deep pressure stimulation which that, the the deep pressure stimulation, has had lots of research. And that is an unquestioned proven technique for calming for people. So there hasn't been, even to this day, there hasn't been a lot of research, at least not large-scale research, but there's been quite a bit on on a smaller level that sort of confirms what everyone has been instinctively saying. Oh, yeah, it feels good oh yeah, it has a calming effect. So the research is coming out and showing
0: that. And just before we get into some of, Those benefits and what exactly it does for people I'd quite like to just revisit one final part of the origin story and that is um, weighted blankets started uh, getting some attention in mainstream media right but not your weighted blanket there was there was competition beginning to arise and I think did one outlet say that that another competitor was the first weighted blanket on the market
1: oh yeah Oh yeah, yeah, you you're you're bringing up a painful a painful subject, Ollie, but that's but that's fine. Yeah, that was in 2017. That and and, and and we'll get to that. But we sold our first blanket on December 8th, 1998. It had been a very slow niche growing product. Uh, for the next 15 years, honestly, for the next 15 years, this wasn't my only job. It was my part-time job while I was working in, uh, in marketing for, mm. for ad agencies at the time. And I was doing this during my job. I would be out running and getting blankets made. But starting in about 2014, in 2014, we were contacted by Forbes, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, Cosmopolitan, Ladies Home Journal, we were contacted by all these publications who started hearing about the benefits of a weighted blanket and that is what propelled weighted blankets into the mainstream really because now these companies are talking about it and also you know the TV shows we're, were picking up on it and we would be featured on local talk show uh, television shows and they would show our blanket. So what happened was by 2017, weighted blankets were becoming were becoming a mainstream phenomenon, and other competition saw this. And the main drawback to making a weighted blanket were two things: it was difficult to do, and it was expensive to do. So there had been competitors along with me, uh, maybe about five or six back in around 2000. 2014, there had been about maybe maybe six competitors. By 2017, there was a company um, who started a Kickstarter campaign because they had been contacted by a Chinese factory who told them that they could make a weighted blanket much cheaper. So they started a Kickstarter campaign hoping to raise $23,000 was their goal. And they ended up, raising just under $5 million, which broke the record for any Kickstarter campaign wow. at the time. And that became the news story that a startup company raised almost $5 million from a Kickstarter campaign. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they're making a weighted blanket. So the news media caught on to the idea of these weighted blankets from the Kickstarter news. and. It went wild at at that point. Starting in 2017, when Time Magazine ran their articles for 2017 Inventions of the Year, it went wild when that came out. And what happened was they had contacted us and we had told them our our story, how how I invented the weighted blanket and how it was a niche product and how it was slowly growing and becoming more and more aware but it wasn't as exciting as the company that raised 5 million dollars from a Kickstarter campaign. So they this company the competitor gets credit as one of the invention the best inventions of the year for 2017 and they say in their article even though they did not invent it. <laughs> but they don't give any credit to the magic blanket being the first that was that was actually out there that sort of made all this possible. So from that point on, to this day, uh, from, that, from that point on, you know, we could get our blankets from China for, for $16. And we could sell it for $160. We, we won't do that. We'll never do that. We make our blankets in America. But there are so many other companies that are getting their blankets from China, and they're selling them even on, on you know, Target or Walmart or wherever for for fifty or sixty dollars, and they're making a lot of money just because their margins are so high and their costs are so low. Um, so the, the, the Chinese manufacturing making these things very inexpensive to make really caused these things to explode at a global level, which I guess is a good thing because now the whole world knows about weighted blankets and they're bringing calm and comfort to the whole world. So you know that's a that's a good thing. We 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 made that possible, so we we take some satisfaction in that.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to talk to you about um, the quality of your blankets, what goes inside them, shortly. But I just want to sort of say that. I still, just despite all the challenges that you faced and getting recognition, it's um, a really compelling and, and quite inspiring story of of tenacity and faith in your product that you spent all those years, um, you know, doing it as a side job. And, uh, you know, eventually, you know, for anybody who's doing something which is a passion for them and they know that it's important, um, sometimes it doesn't happen the year that you've come up with the the idea, sometimes it doesn't happen within 10 years, but eventually that, that thing that you created, that, that idea that you had has become this global phenomenon. and I think that's that's super inspiring. I, I don't know if you feel that way too.
1: Oh, oh, I absolutely do. It, you know it has been uh, it's been a struggle. I mean, it has been quite a journey. I mean, it started off just as a, as a side revenue, which was very helpful. Um, and there's been lots of ups and downs, but I can tell you for any entrepreneur out there, don't give up. If it's something that you're passionate about and you believe in, I I, I am so lucky and grateful that I didn't give up. As, as, as many times as, as I wanted to or I could have, I knew I was never going to. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons is because obviously, I have a very close connection to this business. I, you know, This is my business. It's a family-run business. My wife made the first prototype. My daughter works for the company. My other daughter helped me invent the idea. My son has helped me work with the company. But the, but the, the thing that makes it so worthwhile is that if you call our 800 number or you send us an email, I'm getting it. I'm going to respond to that email. I'm going to answer that phone call. I'm going to answer your questions. I talk to so many customers every day who have questions, um, but also just tell me how much they love the blanket. and And honestly, it makes it all it makes all that struggle all that worthwhile. And even if the business isn't what it once was, it doesn't matter. You know, you're helping people, you're talking to people, you're connecting with people and you're giving them a product that makes their lives better. So if anybody, if any entrepreneur has that kind of a product, we, we, we need it and we need you to keep going with it.
0: Yeah. And I can attest to that. I got a, a pretty a, almost immediate response from you straight, straight into your inbox. So that was, that was really lovely to connect with, um, right, the, yeah, yeah. The, the person who created it straight away. So that, that was great. Um, yeah. well, I find your origin story fascinating. I would love to talk about some of the benefits now of, of weighted blankets, because, um, obviously you began working, um, with, uh, people with autism, with sensory processing disorders. Um, but uh, I would say that you know that that field has grown in in terms of who you're reaching. There's a, a lot of people gain benefits from weighted blankets now. Can you just give me a rundown of some of the things that a weighted blanket can help people with? I guess to, to,
1: to back up a little bit that when we started and when we first gave that blanket to uh, the special needs teacher who used it with her with her class, there's a reason why that blanket had an immediate effect on the body. Uh, There's a scientific reason why it did. And and what I found out later um, through my own research was that um, children with autism and sensory processing disorder, they have a very active nervous system. and And it's called the sympathetic nervous system. And the sympathetic nervous system is engaged when we feel threatened. It puts us into the fight or flight mode. So our body becomes very tense, very aware, um, and ready to move and and take protective measures. And for children and adults with autism and sensory processing disorder, they find their bodies very often in that sympathetic uh, nervous system mode, which is what makes them very tense. So when the weighted blanket is placed on them, It's a signal to their brain to engage the the parasympathetic nervous system, which is referred to as the rest and digest mode of the body. So now the body calms down, it relaxes, and it can can form more functions like resting and digesting foods, what's good for digestive health. But that was the the reason that these kids and these adults found that immediate benefit because the immediate sensation of being hugged told the brain to switch over to the the parasympathetic uh, nervous system mode. And even if you don't have autism or sensory processing disorder, if you're feeling anxiety, if you're feeling anxious, if you're not sleeping well, that is because your sympathetic nervous system is overengaged. So even for anybody who puts on a weighted blanket it signals to the brain immediately, "Oh, I am I'm in the rest and digest mode. I can I can calm down and I can relax." And 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 that is that really that's that's the whole science behind behind the weighted blanket, but also it's the whole science behind deep pressure stimulation. Because that that stimulation tells the brain to release these feel good endorphins. Like serotonin and dopamine, and then if if you're ready for sleep, it releases the melatonin. So there is scientific reasons why these blankets appeal to a mass a mass amount of people, not just in the special needs community.
0: Yeah, because what I find really fascinating is how. Um we heard from my daughter's nursery she's she's three and a half that she gravitates towards the weighted blanket uh, that they've got they've got one actually um in the classroom and she loves to use it she hasn't got autism or or sensory um uh, difficulties but she uh, occasionally from time to time she'll just go over and, and she'll sit under there with her friend and for me that that's just so interesting that um that it's something that she even sees the benefit of at such a young age. Do you think children are more impacted by by it or you know is it it seems like an instinctive thing for them?
1: I think it's an instinctive thing for all of us. I think what happened early on is that parents want the parents think about their kids first before they think about themselves. They want to make their kids comfortable. So working working with OTs we provided parents with a solution to help make their kids feel better, sleep better, um, and to relax and calm down. And I would hear from the parents all the time. They would say, oh, I got my daughter, you know, the kid size weighted blanket, would it work for me? And the first thing I ask is how tall are you? How much do you weigh? And then I give them the recommendation of what size blanket they should get. And I tell them, yes, it will absolutely work for you. You'll feel the same calming benefits. And then so it started to become more, not more early on, but it started to become more of an adult product as well. Mm. When it went into, and this is kind of interesting because when it went into the mainstream consciousness, uh, it was marketed to adults because they're they're fairly expensive and you have to, you know, you're gonna pay a little bit of money for these, but they but they bring that calming benefit that adults you know wanted and needed. And then the mainstream media exploded on it, and over the past few years, it's, there hasn't been any kind of hype around the initial introduction of a weighted blanket because of that kick, like that Kickstarter campaign had. Now it's sort of more of a mundane, everything, everyday piece of life, you know, being under a weighted blanket. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, weighted blanket. But it doesn't have that same mass media hysteria that it did starting in 2017. So we have found ourselves going back to occupational therapists and working with them again like when we started to to get the message out that the magic weighted blanket started it all and we can help make your clients comfortable and 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 find calming, peace and serenity through our through our blanket. So it it sort of has come full circle, starting off with kids, becoming popular with adults, and still popular with adults. But now we're going back to bringing children's benefits back more into the into our focus.
0: Yeah, at, at kind of a sign of success that it's become so normal that people just like, yeah, weighted blankets. <laughs> it's it, it is a sign that it's um it's become into the co- public consciousness, and that is that's success, isn't it?
1: Oh oh, absolutely, it is absolutely. It's, it it's it's personally gratifying, but blankets, these weighted blankets, any weighted blanket, if it's made with quality, is going to help. It's going to help you. You're going to feel better. It's going to make your life a little bit better. And to be part of that, to be, you know, to make that possible. yo, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. the weight aspect of it um, and the fact that it has to weigh uh, it has to sort of be equivalent to your weight, right? It's got to have a- enough uh, of, the, of the stuff inside um, to make you personally feel the comfort. What actually goes inside the blanket? What is weighing it down these days? Is it still the beanie pellets?
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, not anymore. We've become more environmentally aware. And the, the plastic pellets are, they're not as economically or ecologically uh, friendly. And we weren't the first. We weren't the first manufacturer to move towards the, the glass beads. But we heard back from a lot of our customers who are more environmentally aware asking, you know, when we were going to start using glass beads because they are concerned about using the plastic pellets. Um, so we started off just like in the Beanie Baby, getting the, uh, the polypropylene plastic pellets. And, you know, it's funny because when I first started, um, I would go to, there's these stores out here called Joann's. And um, they sell the, these little boxes of the polypropylene pellets mm. for, for home crafts. So you could make your own beanie babies. And I would go from store to store to store to store, <laughs> buying out every single box they had Everyone's when I first started. That like, What's he
0: doing? Um, <laughs> until
1: we found a manufacturer that could send us some in bulk. But, uh, but yeah, now we use the glass beads, which are very fine. Um, And this is where manufacturing becomes critical because the the pellets, the plastic pellets were bigger. The the glass beads are smaller, so the the seams in the stitching have to be extremely tight. Mm. So with our manufacturing here in in Los Angeles, we have the, 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 the highest quality professional sewing contractors making these blankets with very tight stitching. So the glass beads stay where they're supposed to stay. Um, And the other thing is that I get a lot of questions on to this day. Um, Do you make a blanket with a removable cover? And what's happening is that the Chinese manufacturers make an inner liner first and then they make a, a duvet cover and they attach that duvet cover to the inner liner. And the reason they do that is because it's not the whole thing is not machine washable. So when you buy one of the blankets, you have to, and it's time to wash it and clean it. You have to um, unzip it, untie the ties inside, remove the inner liner, the heavy inner liner, hand wash it, and then you can machine wash the duvet cover. And then once it's dry, once the air, once the uh, the liner air dries. You can reattach, reattach everything, zip it up, and you can use it. What happens is that's just way too much work, and people don't wash their weighted blankets, which is not a good thing. Mm. So people just sort of assume, if they don't read too much detail on our website, that our blankets do not have a removable cover, and they want to know why. And, and, and I'm, I'm telling them every day, that's why. With our blankets, the whole thing goes into the washer. The whole thing goes into the dryer. You take it out nice and warm, put it on and start using it. So you'll actually wash and clean your blanket, which is a kind of important.
0: Yeah. And... and- kind of delving a bit deeper into the quality aspect of it because you've alluded to it a few times in terms of um, the fact that you wouldn't you know you you want to keep your the sewing done in Los Angeles um, you don't want to kind of go out to China and have your uh, blankets manufactured there what exactly are you looking for in terms of quality that you feel is important to you and the company to maintain
1: well I guess I guess quality is is the number one priority because I I don't want someone to buy a product that is gonna be that's gonna it's gonna leak and the, the 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 weighted material inside is gonna come out, it's gonna get into their washing machine, it's gonna it's gonna cause people are gonna be dissatisfied with 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 our product. And again, because I talk to so many people every day, you know, most people who are familiar with the weighted blanket. Will have either gotten one from another manufacturer that's made uh, not in America or ma- not that's not made to our quality standards, and they'll say they were the that that the, the, the that the blanket leaked it, it it broke it came apart and we want to buy something of quality that is going to last us for years and years. So that's I mean I talk to people and I hear them, and and I and I I reassure them that ours are the highest quality. We have a lifetime. We have a lifetime warranty. If one of our blankets comes apart and the material inside comes out because it's our fault, we'll we'll fix it. More than likely, we'll replace it. That's not something you're going to get from a, a, a cheaper, inferior, you know, product. Uh, but the other the other reason is we're, we have partners. You know, my, my my partner, who was our partner for the you know the, the up up until just two years ago, they had people sitting at sewing machines making these blankets. And I knew them. You know, we would, we would go and visit them and talk to them and they, were, they had jobs that helped pay for their families and took care of their families. And we knew who was making our blankets. To, even now, even with the new manufacturer, we know who's making our blankets. These are people who have jobs, who are being paid a living wage. We need them and they need us. Um, I don't need to become a millionaire on this business, some have, a lot have. I don't want to, and so keeping the manufacturing local um, for quality and for humanity is just really what yes what, what what keeps us
0: going. Love it, absolutely love it. I wanted to ask a few questions. Um, I, I saw that you've actually you've dressed in different ways in the past, but is it ever dangerous? to use a weighted blanket
1: no no i mean 25 years later um i can think of one incident that happened back in the early 2000s and i'm not sure where it happened but somebody rolled a child up in a weighted blanket and they suffocated and so, oh, there was actually another one. So yeah, that that was that one. So which it was not the it was not the fault. It was not a defect hmm. of the product. The product was not hazardous. It was the behavior of the person using the product that was hazardous. And then I th- I think I saw in the news maybe five years ago um, a blanket that Target was selling. Target had um, one of those blankets that come with the removable covers, and somebody unzipped it and a, someone a child climbed inside of it and zipped it back up and suffocated so there are two incidences that i can think of over the past 25 years where something happened um, in either in in either case it was not the the the, def, the fault of the product itself but of the um, of the person using it and the the thing is i get a lot of calls and a lot of questions and i think the most the most Predominant question I get is what weight should I get, and it took us a long time to figure out the appropriate weight. And um, a, there is sort of a rule of thumb that at least one of the rules of thumb is 10% of your body weight plus one or two pounds. It's kind of where we st- kind of started back in the in the in the early 2000s when these first started to become more popular with other manufacturers coming out with them. And what we found early on, we sort of found an ideal weight and we knew it was an ideal weight based on feedback that I heard directly from customers. And so we ended up with, for adults, the 42 by 72, 16 pound. Now, it wasn't, that wasn't the size we originally started with. We started with something wider and heavier, but we, were, we, fit, we found out that the people didn't need anything wider or heavier. This was the ideal weight. And especially for adults, I tell them that the 10% of your body weight plus one or two pounds is not as applicable because if you have a 16, if you are five foot seven or shorter adult and you put a 42 by 72 inch 16 pound blanket on top of you, it's not the same effect as if it's folded up and you're holding it in your hand and you've got 16 pounds of pressure on you. When it's spread out over your body, it's, it's spread out. So you don't have that same kind of intense pressure that you would feel if you were holding it unfolded or folded up. So it sounds, and like even our larger, which is 20 pounds, it's 20 pounds only because it's six inches wider and six inches longer. So it has to be four pounds heavier, but it feels the same as the 16 pound adult size but it's not a dangerous situation to be under that much weight because it's very easy to push it off and take it off if you need to. Same thing with the child size. Um, the child size is 36 by 54, eight pounds. And when that's spread out on the child's body, it's a gentle hug. It's a gentle amount of pressure. They feel it and they can push it off anytime they want. So we've, we've never had any, any kind of incident uh, with our blanket, and um, and I can't see how we would.
0: Does it get too hot, or is heat ever a problem?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heat is one of the, it's one of the drawbacks of uh, of the blanket, and the reason is, when you put a weighted blanket on your body, when you put a magic weighted on your body, especially. And I say especially because we don't put anything else inside of our blankets. Some other manufacturer will put uh, a a padding inside with the weight. And when you do that, it makes the blanket kind of flatter and a little more rigid because it's got more filling inside of it. When you do that, the blanket tends to lay on top of the body. With ours, we have 50 or 60 little squares. And each of those little squares has nothing in it except the weight material. So when that blanket is on you, you've got 50 or 60 little pressure points that are all over your body that literally mold to your body. So It molds around your leg. It molds around your torso. It literally is the blanket that it's literally hugging you back. It's a very natural, it's actually a very natural, just like getting a hug is a very natural feeling. It, it, It does feel very natural and which is why it's, it's calming.
0: So do you recommend that people snuggle up on the sofa with this or that they, um, you know, spend 30 minutes with it? Can, can you sleep with it? Like what's the, what's the recommended dose of a weighted blanket?
1: Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. It's personal. Right, I mean, it's 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 up to the individual needs, and I can only speak for myself, and I can also sort of speak to anecdotal um, conversations that I've had with our customers. But for me personally, I've had my the particular chenille weighted blanket that I sleep with every night. Uh, I have had for I've made that and started using it about sixteen years ago, and. I will for I will only sleep with that blanket on on that's what I sleep under but when I'm in the when I'm in my office or watching TV on the couch I've got a smaller one that's on top of me and I'll keep it on top of me the whole time while I'm watching a TV show if I'm outside in the backyard we have a TV in our backyard I'll sit out there with another weighted blanket on top of me personally I'd like to have them on as much as I possibly can <laughs> um, but it's, it's, a personal, it's a personal preference. But at the very least, it's as a sleeping aid, it is, it is one of the most powerful benefits that a person can experience. Because getting that sleep as, 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 un, as uninterrupted as possible is, is so critical for emotional health. But you know what, Ollie? You had mentioned about the heat. And I did want to talk about that a little bit. One of the realities of a weighted blanket, because it does mold to your body, it traps body heat. There's no place for 98 degree, 98.6 degrees of body heat to go, because the blankets are relatively thick, um, because they have an, a cotton inner liner that holds the, the weighted material. Then over that, we sew the, the, the fabric, which is either a minky or a chenille or a cotton. The chenille is the softest, very luxurious, but it's also the warmest. That's what I sleep under, It's and it it does keep you warm. What I do is I kick my leg out to let that trapped body heat escape. It escapes out, and I do this in my sleep. I'm not even aware of it. Then I stick my leg back in, and I sleep comfortably, and my body adjusts throughout the night that way. Some people prefer to get the cotton material, and the cotton material is gonna be cooler simply because it's thinner and the, the heat can pass through it a little bit easier. So you can still kick your leg out and let the body heat vent out but you probably don't have to do it quite as often because the cotton material is thinner and allows the it's more of a breathable material so the body heat can escape um, more that way. So we have options. If you want luxury or if you want cotton for coolness, there's, there's options for both.
0: Yeah, and it sounds great because the more you're talking about it, the more I realize that this is something for anybody. Because I'm not somebody who you know suffers from anxiety or anything like that. But sometimes, I it, you know, it just takes me a little while to drift off to sleep. And it sounds even for somebody like me, um, I could benefit from a weighted blanket. That that would help.
1: Well, I'm gonna have to get you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I think, oh yeah, yeah, I
1: ab- yeah. Ab- absolutely. I mean. For us, we started in, this, with, uh, with spe- in the special needs community, um, but it has obviously expanded well beyond that. And, and you know, a- anybody who likes getting a hug is going gonna, is gonna to like a blanket. And the fact is, you know, one of the things that is making weighted blankets has made weighted blankets so incredibly popular is that our world keeps getting str- more stressed and more stressed. We experience more stress every day. Uh, there's more going on in this world that is gives me stress, and the fact is, just getting under a weighted blanket and getting that parasympathetic system to kick in just takes away takes, a, takes some of that edge off, and everybody needs to get that edge taken off a little, get that edge taken off in a natural, holistic way. You know, which is kind of nice too.
0: <laughs> well, Keith, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and finding out about the origins of the weighted blanket. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today.
1: Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure, pleasure, Ollie, and thank you for uh, for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it.
0: Keith Savalic, founder of Magic Weighted Blanket there. You can find out more at magicweightedblanket.com. If you haven't already, check out my first episode with Exhale Coffee founder Alex Hyam and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future releases. Remember, you don't need all the latest gadgets and upgrades to be healthy. It's the fundamentals that matter most, sleep, nutrition, and exercise. I just find all the extra stuff fun too. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.